Welcome to episode 146 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. I'm currently in Halifax presenting my solo play, The Commandment, at the Halifax Fringe. You know, I've gotten some great reviews, and The Commandment was named the Outstanding Solo Show at the Fundy Fringe. So if you're in the Halifax area and want to come check me out, you can find all the details at homebodyproductions.ca or at the Halifax Fringe website. You know, as I've been traveling, I've had the opportunity to meet some people who told me that they were longtime listeners, and to be honest, I was thrilled. It's always great to be contacted by people who like what you do, and getting to meet some of these listeners was just amazing. So if you feel like dropping me a line to say hi, remember that you can find Stageworthy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StageworthyPod, and you can find the website at StageworthyPodcast.com. If you want to drop me a line, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Phil Rickaby, and my website is PhilRickaby.com. My guest this week is Mariel K. Hunter. Mariel is a Vancouver-based actor currently presenting her beautiful, touching show, I Want to Come Home, at the Halifax Fringe Festival. We recorded our conversation at a cafe in St. John, New Brunswick, and our conversation started on the topic of the way that Uptown St. John had been coming alive in recent years. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's really, yeah. it's really nice. And it's yeah. like all the youth are moving uptown right now, which yeah. is really nice. It Absolutely. feels like a place where there's hope now, which yeah. is, which is great. It didn't really feel that way for, for a while. There. Really didn't. No, yeah. it, it made it, this is horrible, but it made it easier to leave. Right. And go to yeah. a place like Vancouver. Of course, yeah. Because there was just nothing going on. And no one I know here is working in their field. I have two friends who are paramedics here. Uh-huh. And that they're the only two people I know who are working in the field they trained in. Huh. Yeah. Huh. yeah it's crazy. So, I mean, you, you grew up here. And yeah. And moved to Vancouver. Yeah. Um, was it the lack of theatrical opportunities that took you away? Yeah, it really was. It's I love St. John so much. It'll always be my home. Yeah. And like we were saying, the uptown is so gorgeous and yeah. vibrant now. Yeah. Uh, and it really does draw me back. But there's there's St. John Theatre Company, mm-hmm. and they're doing great work. Um, I'm very happy to be associated with them through the Fringe and yeah. all those things. But that's really all that's going on here mm. in terms of, you know, professional yeah. status art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so going away to kind of get trained, and mm-hmm. that was very important to me. I wanted to be someone who had a solid foundation <laughs> yeah. of education um, going into acting. Mm-hmm. Um, so going away to get trained and then sort of staying away to build up my name into something that had some clout behind it uh, has been a huge asset Mm -hmm. and has allowed me to come back you know on both feet solid and say like here I am I did the thing and now I want to do the thing here where my heart is so it's it's been really exciting that Mm -hmm. way yeah Mm -hmm. Um, do you remember when you first knew that you wanted to do theater? <laughs> I very much do. <laughs> I very mu- There was a very iconic moment. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, a lovely woman who is involved with the St. John Theater Company and who is also a playwright, um, award-winning playwright, I believe, uh, Bette O'Toole, was my kindergarten teacher. Okay. Yeah, and she gave me my very first role in our Christmas pageant. Mm-hmm. I was Barbie. Okay. Yeah, and I got to save Christmas with Santa. Nice. And. Nice. From that moment on, I, I was—I remember being on stage 
with Santa uh-huh. <laughs> and saving Christmas yeah. and looking out at the audience and I just felt at home. Was it, was it when you were um, on the stage, was it the applause? Was it just like the whole thing? That, it was they, just they the whole you? thing. Yeah. It, I remember seeing the other kids around me and like there was this feeling of camaraderie. Like I was a nerdy kid, mm-hmm. not in any way one of the popular kids mm-hmm. or anything. And I, I remember this feeling of like, teamwork yeah. and like I think that's something that's so in in these days seems so exclusive to artists you know yes yeah, yeah like there's there there is competition and that's part of our industry that sure. exists yeah. but when you're putting together a production or yeah. you're putting together a film mm-hmm. all these departments come together to make this dream come alive yeah. like yeah. what could possibly be better yeah yeah and when did you figure that it was a thing that you could do like <sighs> your life <laughs> I think the dream was always there okay um, but I think again coming from a small town like St. John New Brunswick yeah. a small city yeah. it doesn't really feel like that's something you can do with your life mm-hmm. it feels like one of those pipe dreams that like maybe someone in a movie could dream about doing and in the movie they could be an artist and right. you know yes. yeah. but not really something that seems so real and then I uh, <laughs> I was living in St. John and I was in a not great relationship and uh, I was just kind of that age where everybody, you know, gets married and has kids and yeah. all of those things. And I had this dream one night where this little girl with my eyes ran up to me and said, Mommy, Mommy, what did you want to be when you grew up? And I said, I wanted to be an actor. And she said, why aren't you? <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, I said, well, because I had you. And she looked at me and said, but I can be anything I want to be. I said, well, yeah. And she said, well, then why can't you? And I woke up in a cold sweat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I messaged my would-be educational institution the next day. And before I knew it, I was out west training to be an actor. And what school did you go to? I went to Vancouver Film School and their acting program, which is a wonderful program with wonderful teachers and Mm -hmm. coaches who I absolutely adore and so thankful for. Do they do a a balance of, like, theater, film, or do they mostly concentrate on film? It's funny, because they they do a lot of, like, film and TV acting classes, Mm -hmm. but all of their um, presentation-type stuff, a lot of it is theater-based. Okay. So you study quite a bit of theater scenes and different plays. Yeah. It's it's a good mix that way, Um, and it really does give you exposure to sort of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, because when I think of Vancouver, Mm -hmm. I think of Vancouver as a film and television town rather than a theater town. It really is. And yeah. the few people that I know who work out there in theater mm-hmm. are like, I have to leave to work in theater. It's true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There are a few renegade few of us yeah. who uh, have all started up theater companies mm-hmm. in the past year and a half. Yeah. And we're all, you know, we've hit the ground running and we're really trying to make a change on the scene. Yeah. The stuff that's there is great. Yeah. Um, but it oh. it's kind of like here where it's the same people are involved and it doesn't really feel... Like you can kind of walk into it all that easily, yeah. And of course, then equity gets involved, and that's a little more difficult to yeah. negotiate too. So, yeah. as young artists starting out and really trying to get your teeth in into the industry, independent theater is definitely yeah, an easier really game. I mean, you, I mean, maybe I'm biased because of where mm. I come from. Yeah. But I really feel like the theater community isn't vibrant if it doesn't have an indie scene. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Because once it's these, you know, semi-professional and professional groups yeah. and they're only employing equity actors, you know, it, it becomes more exclusive just by nature of that. It has yeah. to. It's, yeah. it's people who have already established their careers and their resumes. Yeah. Um, and also when it's like, 
if it's in a small place and it's like an exclusive mm-hmm. group, yeah. you know, and there's only one group doing the work, yeah. then it can be very difficult. It can be. And even if it is... Even if it is a more inclusive group, it still feels from the outside looking in yeah. like it's not. Oh, and so sure. there's a barrier to approaching. Yeah. And I, I've heard that countless times about St. John. The mm. St. John Theatre people are lovely people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, are, are welcoming. But it does feel sometimes like you're on the outside looking in sure. and can't yeah. break through that wall. Mm. So whether that holds any veracity or not is not for me to say I'm not really here. No. But it, I, I know people who are here who want to be more involved and I keep going, well, then do it. And they're like, oh, I, I don't know. You know, they all seem to know each other. Da, 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 da. And an independent theater seems to open that up a little bit more, yeah. you know? It's funny because in indie theater, we, we all kind of really need each other. Yes, you really do. You know, like, yeah. you cannot exist in a vacuum in indie theater. No. You've got to cross, pollinate, and work with each other. Yeah. Yeah, you've really got to reach across and build those roads. Yeah. And yeah. it only comes, like, you know, if you build it, they will come, but someone's got to build it. And well, you that have is, that sense, right? Yeah, yeah, in indie theater, it really feels like we have to come together and make this. Yeah. yeah. And so in Vancouver, it's really only in the last year or so? That Certainly that happened? I've been exposed to. Yeah. Um, and I think that was just because I hit a point in my career where, you know, I wasn't getting picked up by agents and... Mm-hmm. Uh, most of my acting was being done in front of like taupe walls <laughs> up opposite yep. a camera yep. and one reader and I was like this is not why I wanted to do this no. this is not what I wanted and I was just sick of it and um, I did a really amazing film I was on the crew side I was props master on a film called Crypto uh, which just changed its name to Woodlands um, and I was watching these two actors just like do incredible work and I was just like, oh, right, that's why I'm here. Right. (laughs) That's what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, And so I I got back from that shoot and just hit the ground running. I was like, if nobody's going to give me, you know, a platform on which to act with the stories I want to tell and the things I want to do, then I guess Mm -hmm. I have to do it myself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and it's been great because there's so many other people that feel the same way who have kind of jumped in and said, well, I want to tell this story or I want to investigate this or I really want to try out producing or directing or da 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 what have you. And there's so much interest. It's just one person has to stand up and go, um, we're doing the thing. (laughs) Let's do it. Right. So it's interesting because in in Toronto, where I'm from, mm. like the indie scene is 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 pretty healthy and pretty vibrant. Yeah, and we're seeing it get noticed by mainstream. So people who start indie, um, I'm thinking of like uh, playwrights like Cat Sandler. Who, mm. um, like she's pretty indie. Like really, like she was like producing stuff out of pocket and all yeah. this stuff and now she's she's like the playwright in residence at the Tarragon Theater and yes. plays at the at, at the Factory Theater so mm. it's a great and I actually have been seeing it more and more as a way to to legitimately start yeah. a career rather than like waiting for somebody to give you the to give you a permission to mm-hmm. start working right yeah yeah and that's exactly the thing is it's about not waiting anymore. Yeah. And like it's 2018. We, we all have phones on which we can do these amazing things. I, Hello, yeah. podcast. Hello, yeah. Yeah. And there's no excuses anymore for not taking the impetus to get up and go. Yeah. You know, if there's something you want to do, you have all the power literally in your hands yeah. to go and do it. Yeah. And so I have these, I have artist friends who, you know, they have these big dreams and they've left their families behind and they've gone to go and do the thing. And then they're working three day jobs to support themselves in yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. Um, and I get that. But then 
they're so artistically just numb stifled, and yeah. so stifled. Yeah. Yes, thank you. And and so they move back home, mm. and then. I get messages from them like you're doing this or you're doing that or I really wish I could be doing this or doing that it's like it can be it's yeah. available you know yeah. like we're in an age of no excuses right like, well we really are in an yeah. age of no excuses and yet there are so many ways to find excuses like <laughs> yeah. Have been. yeah yeah tell me about your solo play oh I would love to thank you um, my show is called I Want to Come Home mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, being from St. John New Brunswick uh and moving so far away, you know, you miss weddings and you miss mm-hmm. funerals and yeah. you miss engagements and mm-hmm. children being born and growing up and all these things. Yeah. And I hit that point in my career where I wasn't I wasn't getting anything. And, you know, like I, I went and I did the training and why has no one discovered me yet? Right. <laughs> and this is the third taupe wall this week. So, yes. like, something's yeah. got to give. Um, and I called home, as I always do when I'm discouraged in any way, shape or form. And uh, Dad got on the phone and he said, you know, there's this fringe festival they're starting here in St. John. I said, okay. (laughs) Theater festival in St. John, New Brunswick. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, And he goes, no, like, legitimately, like, this is going to be a thing. You you should check this out. And uh, my parents are, you know, getting a little older and I miss them dearly all the time. Yeah. And uh, so one very lonely night, I uh, had hit a bottom and uh, I went online and looked at this fun new fringe festival mm-hmm. and uh, like 3 a.m. I think submitted an application and it asked for a title and I was like I want to come home yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so I submitted that yeah. and I think I wrote some sort of log line like an east coast artist dying to get back to her family and friends you know mm-hmm. submits to a fringe festival and lo and behold, I got drawn. <laughs> um, so, did, did you when you got drawn? Did you have a moment of like, oh shit? Yes, now I, have to write a thing. I absolutely <laughs> had that moment, and I recorded it. And it's it's yeah, come to the show and you'll you'll see exactly what went down. <laughs> it, it was an absolute panic of like, great, now what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a it was an adventure from beginning to end. So, what was your like what was your process of writing it and what did it become so um my very first writing day i have an instagram account for my uh play called Mm -hmm. at come home play uh and i think that pretty much documents the journey as well uh but my very first rehearsal there's a picture of like an empty room Mm -hmm. in my ipad and like a mat on the floor okay i was like okay i can do this (laughs) i can figure this out um, and I really just sat in that room for a day and nothing happened. <laughs> and then my mom came out to visit and she has a cousin up in Bella Coola, mm-hmm. which is this tiny place in the middle of the middle of nowhere in BC. Mm-hmm. And they fly you in between mountains. Like there's no road. So the plane just kind of wobbles as you. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I could reach out there and just pick up the snow. Um, so it was a little scary. Yeah. And we were up there, no reception, no nothing. It was wonderful. We were there the first night, and I sat down with my iPad just looking at this beautiful river in his mm-hmm. backyard, and the play just happened. Yo, yeah, okay. it, it was the closest thing to divine inspiration I've ever, I've ever really <laughs> felt. I don't know where it came from, mm. but it just it wrote itself. And um, this year's version is kind of an updated version, okay. so it incorporates all of the things that have happened in the last year and mm-hmm. uh, things that have happened since the Fringe. Yeah. And, it's uh, it's become something I'm really proud of, and mm. I'm really excited to share with Halifax. Good. Yeah. It's interesting about 
you know, you were away from your home, and I've mm-hmm. had a lot of success when I'm stuck. Yeah. Of like leaving the familiar. Yes. And going to another place for a few days. Yeah. Um, I've had great success, like going away to Montreal for like a week mm-hmm. or a long weekend, or even going to uh, uh, this place, Artscape on Toronto Island, and staying there for a long weekend, and yeah. just sort of like being away, and the change of scenery just sort of like takes you away from all of the excuses and all of the mundane things that run through your brain and shakes things up in a really wonderful way. Yeah, I've noticed the same thing in rehearsal spaces. Mm. I've, I've noticed that casts can get complacent in the same rehearsal space, mm. and if I switch it up, like as a producer or a director, I switch up the rehearsal space, I notice that thing comes back to life. Right. I think no, there's something right about these like artistic boundaries we put around ourselves as actors. Yeah. Like. We always talk about not having limitations and not having like these things that like confine us. Mm-hmm. And we talk and we talk about sure. it. And I think while we're talking, we confine ourselves. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then once we get away from whatever our norm is, we again feel that like actual liberation, that yeah. actual freedom. And we make enough space for something to come out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that excitement of like moving from the rehearsal space into the performance space. Yeah. It's like, oh, it, this is new now. Yeah. And it's like totally real now yeah which is another exciting thing about fringe festivals in general because oh, yeah. you land and basically hit the space as you're about to open you hit the, like you hit the ground running yeah like, and it's a yeah. whole different creature again yeah. you know like my dad came to the show way too many nights last time <laughs> <laughs> he was not supposed to come until closing and he came on the second night Uh-oh. I know. That's what I said. I heard him laugh, and I was like, where are you? You're not supposed to be here. Yeah, yeah. But he came, and um, he would watch the show, and we would go out afterwards. And at, near the end of the run, he said, you know, it's different every time. I said, of course it is. Yeah. It's a different audience. Yeah. It's a different night. Mm-hmm. I feel different in that day. Yeah. I feel different like, with whatever's happened. Yeah. So, and you're feeding off of what you're given at any given mm-hmm. any given thing. Yeah. So, it, I love that. Like, that freedom as well really helps to rediscover everything mm-hmm. and to make it new and to yeah. make it better I like to think as one solo performer to another yeah had you thought about performing solo before you had submitted this absolutely not no okay. no I never would have either mm. I would have been like a one person show are you mm. out of your mind but if I wanted to perform in the funny fringe which is across the country yes. from where I live yeah then that costs money. Yep. <laughs> a considerable amount to fly back and forth. And to the idea of trying to fly somebody else with me as an artist. Right. Yeah. No. So um, I think it was kind of born of just necessity. Yeah. And now I love it. Now I absolutely adore it. It's nothing I would have ever thought would have been my comfort zone. Yeah. But now I, I just did this show in Vancouver for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, we oversold. It was a wonderful audience. It was, yeah, yeah. It was so great. Oh, joy of my life. But there's this switch maybe you can speak to this mm-hmm. like there's this switch that kind of flipped for me i was <laughs> i'm hiding in plain sight mm-hmm. at the top of my show and i'm hiding there and there was like this weird nervousness that's like not not like a i can't do it nervousness mm-hmm. but a like we're about to go nervousness yeah, yeah. yeah and when my cue came up i just like snapped like mm. it, it was it was honestly another creature mm. and it, it was this moment of you know as an actor <laughs> you have these moments where you're you start watching yourself and yep. then it gets really terrible because you're watching yourself and you're yeah. trying for something mm-hmm. it was like the exact opposite of that okay <laughs> where all of a sudden it was like actor mary was just kind of sitting up in my brain going okay yeah not bad mm. 
Continue. <laughs> so, what was it like the first time you performed it? Oh my gosh. So the first time I performed it, performed it was here. Um, and it was such a blur that I don't, I don't totally remember it, but I remember mm. the feeling before and I remember the feeling after. Right. And so before I was just like, I was a wasted mess of like, mm -hmm. what am I doing here? This is insane. I know this feeling. I know right? this feeling so well. Yeah. And like a hometown thing as well of like people I've grown up with yeah. and people that have loved me and people that have been really skeptical about yeah. like, you're going to be an actor mm -hmm. and then bringing home a show that I've written for them. Yeah. Like, ah! Um, and again, hiding in plain sight. So I hear this, the tech yell out, we need to add more chairs. And I'm like, oh, why? Why? No. Like, no. Um, and then again, like, you know, your cue comes up. And I remember I stood up into the light and I was just like, and then it just happened. Yeah. The show just happened. And afterwards, I've never felt so exuberant. Mm. Like, it just it was a whole new world of like, yeah. man, I'm competent. I, yeah. I can do this. I have not made like a complete <laughs> stupid decision in pursuing this line of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it was, it was freedom. Yeah. yeah. I had, I had, so the first time I performed this was at the Hamilton Fringe Festival. Oh, nice. And, um, I had this plan that I made in advance that I was going to go and see a bunch of shows that yeah. day before mine and, <laughs> It'd be really chill, and I, you know, take an hour before my show, so mm -hmm. it's up for mine. I, I try to chill and focus, and then I woke up that day, and was like, I think I'm gonna vomit. <laughs> no. So I didn't go and see anything because I was just like, I had never performed it in front of an audience. Yeah. So I was like, really freaked out by it. Yep. And my director had said, so since the audience is your scene partner, when you make eye contact with them, I was like, whoa, 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 back up, <laughs> where I have to talk. To them, what? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, can we Excuse hold, me? please? Yeah. Um, and so I was freaked out by that. I was freaked yeah. out by performing it for the first time. Yeah. And I did it, and it was a, it was great to perform. Yeah. It wasn't my best performance because I was still freaked out by yeah. it. Because I couldn't quite make eye contact with people. I sort of did the cheat where I looked sort of between people. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's a great them. cheat. It's Don't tell everybody. Cheat. No, no, no. It's a great cheat. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, when I do it, I know it's a cheat. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to find their eyes. I yeah. need to find eyes now. But after that, once mm -hmm. I'd done it, like, I like I literally have to do it. Like, yeah. I have to make eye contact. And once I finished that run, I was like, okay, I like this solo performing thing. Yeah. It's really addictive. It's really addictive. And it's like, I don't know. It's certainly not about being like the only one in front of an audience, but it is in that it's there's so much freedom. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like it's your time. Yeah. And these people have already bought in. They've they've literally paid their money to come and yeah. see you. So I, I've decided that they're already on my side. Well, I mean, I don't actually think that people go to the theater hoping to see something that's full of shit. Mm. Like I think that people go when they sit down, they're hoping they want it to be good. Yeah, of course. And so they're already on your side. Yeah. Um, for me, it became this thing was like, oh, I can take them on this journey. Like, yeah. I can take them on this journey. Yeah. And it was like really kind of awesome to, to have that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to go on that journey at your show. <laughs> I really am. Okay. Because, I, and like, that's another thing is like, my show is semi-autobiographical. Mm -hmm. So there was a huge fear that it was going to be like this, like, narcissistic, self-serving, sure. like, yeah. 
come and listen to me talk about me for an hour, yeah. you know? And it, it, it's never felt that way to me. That's good. Which is, which is good. That Thank is good. God. Yeah. Um, but I like to think that it goes on a journey as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it literally does. But it's a, it's a weird thing to do these solo performances yeah. in, in any sort of narrative. Yeah. And I think it's very empowering, especially in an age where we talk all the time about like how we should be confident. We sure. talk about all the time about how like you're the only you, and that's a wonderful thing. And then yeah. and, and like that's all well and good and yeah. very true. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's another thing to stand up and act on it mm-hmm. and to embrace it. Yeah. And I think as solo performers, you know, we know some very talented solo yep. performers. Yeah. And I think it's a different experience of that confidence in yeah. yourself. And that's always changing. You know, there, there are going to be low nights where you don't feel as great about it. There, there are going to be stupid high highs. Yeah. Like, stupid high. Mm-hmm. But it's it's never the same experience, and it, and yet it all builds you up. It's true. I always start every fringe sort of like thinking, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I doing this? Who yeah. do I think I am? And I have to remember the last time mm-hmm. and, and how it can work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, do, you, do you ever suffer from imposter syndrome? Yeah. Do you, like, wait for the man to come with the clipboard and say, you are actually not this? <laughs> um, you, I, you have to turn in your actor card and your pen and your paper. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, like, it's a really common thing that I've heard a lot of actors suffer mm-hmm. with. <laughs> I, I've never had it. I've never felt like I'm not an actor. Mm. I've always felt like there are things I want to work on and get better at. Yeah. I've always felt like there are things that I want to like explore more. Mm-hmm. I've never felt like I'm not an actor. I felt like I'm a really bad actor. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I'm really terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've also felt like I'm really great. And yeah. you know, like the thing that I always I tell students of mine and I tell myself very often is you stand on the shoulders of what you feel success is. Yeah. So if I come to your show per se and I'm like damn, that's amazing, yeah. then I stand on the shoulders of that. Mm-hmm. You know, if he can do that, that's my peer, that's yeah. my friend, I yeah. can go and do that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that easy. And, like, if, if someone else has a great show, I can stand on the shoulders of that. Sure. If I have a great show, I can stand on the shoulders of that. Yeah. But you're never a rung below where you've been. You no. can You can never go down the ladder. You can only go up. That's my mm. personal approach to everything. Okay. And I feel like as long as you hold tight to your successes and you learn really good lessons from the times when people would say you didn't succeed yeah then then you're moving forward yeah yeah and what else can you do absolutely <laughs> right? absolutely um here's a question because I always like to I always like to try to gauge with people do you yeah. consider yourself an extrovert or an introvert oh man see that's a tough question mm-hmm. especially for a fringe artist who does a solo show um I know my answer I know my answer <laughs> yeah um I would consider myself an introvert mm-hmm. I I wear the face of an extrovert which we often do we have to you know it's it's a weird thing as a solo artist, yeah. you know, you, you finish the show and everyone wants to talk to you about the show. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I yeah. absolutely do. I don't want to, I don't want to take away from anyone who wants to come and see me after the show. No. I love that. No. Um, but it is, it's, it's draining. Yeah. It's all of your energy has just gone into this thing that you've yeah. created mm-hmm. and that you've given them yeah. and then they want more and yeah. it's like yep yeah, take it take it take it take it and then once the people are gone it's like and I've got nothing <laughs> and I'm, I'm done you know what I find the difficulty with, with Fringe mm. in a lot of cases is people want to talk to you as soon as that show is over yeah 
Because, you know, you've gone off stage because it's yep. a fake go off stage because you have to come right back out yeah. and like, start taking your stuff off the stage yeah. as soon as you can. And people want to talk to you then. I'm like, I'm always like, if I can just have like these few minutes yeah. to get this stuff off the stage and decompress. There was one show in Hamilton, my second show, mm-hmm. where it was the first time that this show had fired mm-hmm. like really fired and everything yeah. was working because you know the first night was kind of like eh, it, was, I feel I, you. it was getting through it yeah and the second show everything fired and I got off stage and I wept yeah I need and I needed that yeah and I was so glad that I had that moment for myself mm-hmm. that was not like people clamoring for attention yeah it's almost like yes please but wait for me outside I will yeah. be outside but yeah. I need these moments to like yeah. shake this off my first space at Fundy was really great that way um, in that like once I was off stage everyone was encouraged to leave mm-hmm. the space which was great but you have a really short turnaround time so yeah. unless I was the last show of the night I couldn't hide out in there very no. long and so you know y- you don't really have decompression time you have cleanup time yes. so like I would tidy fortunately I don't have that much to my show so that's easy um, and then <laughs> my dad would break down the door to come and See if I need any help. Sure. I was like, just give me up. Would you just, <laughs> I love you. Just go. Um, and then, you know, you, you have to go out. And it was this huge lobby yeah. where everyone would congregate mm-hmm. and just wait for you. And it's yeah. like, there's one of me. And I so appreciate the 60 of you. Absolutely. But, but, but I'm, I'm, one. Only, I'm one. I'm one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What is your, so one of my challenges as an introvert is yeah. firing. Mm. I'm like, if, I, if I'm going to fly or a line, I am like around the corner head between my knees like breathing before I go and do it yeah do you have any any trouble with with flyering or are you man or do you manage to, to, I to do that manage right? it but it's the same thing yeah. it's it's sales of yourself mm-hmm. um, I do a lot of my promo online mm. as much as I can yeah because there there is a little bit of distance there sure um, even if it's electronic distance there's a little bit of like yeah. I can choose when to respond to you mm-hmm. and I, like if I don't have the time I'll, I'll make time later or yeah. whatever um, but it's it's tough going out and trying to convince people to come and see you in your show. That's right, yeah. Um, and again, as introverts, like we can wear that mask. We're yeah. actors. Yeah. We can wear that mask of like, ha, 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 come see me. But it's it's exhausting. And then you have a show to do. It is. And that's why I always give myself like, so if my show is uh, like 9.45 tonight, yeah. um, from 8 o'clock, yeah. that's my time. Yeah, totally. I need that too. Because otherwise, because you know, I'm gonna fly, fly her Franny's line because I yep. figure she's gonna have a good one. But also, yep. like, I need to build up after that. Yeah, it's it, there is like, you need your energy. Yeah. Because you're about to give it all to to yeah. a, a room full of strangers. Oh shit! Yeah. You know, yeah. and like, you want to give them the absolute best of you. Yeah. Which absolutely. means that you need to go and find the best of you. After yeah. you've given the best of you to the people that you're firing. Yeah. So it's it's a tough sort of thing to do I have a friend who's coming with me to stage manage my show in Halifax I know I'm so thankful and she's literally said to me like put me to work I'll do anything for you I'm like excellent here's the flyers here you go yeah this is the first time that I've been completely alone on a show so um, this is the this is like go young introvert spread your wings and and fire isn't Um, it great (laughs) it's tough it's It's tough tough. yeah Yeah. Um, I feel like like I look like yesterday I was flyering uh, mm. before 25 and I was like okay so after this show I'm going to leave here and I'm going to flyer as people go out and I was like wait a second I I already gave a flyer to all these people earlier yeah. so yeah. okay 
but it's still like trying to build yourself up to do the thing. And, yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough. tough. Yeah. It's really tough. And like, that's another thing is, especially in cities that you don't know super well or you haven't spent a lot of time in, yeah. it's like, I'm going to Halifax. I know, I think, three people that live in Halifax mm-hmm. and yeah. not particularly well. I know like two. Yeah. And so it's this thing of like, we're coming and we're landing in your territory. Yeah. We don't exactly know where all of you thespy people are. Yeah. We'll try and find you. But it's it's this thing of like, you barrage the people at the fringe and you want to walk that line of like, I don't want to harass you, but please come and see me. Yeah. And at the same time, like trying to reserve enough of yourself for the art that you've created. And it's, it's tough. Yeah. When you go, when do you arrive in Halifax? What's your, I arrive on like the 29th. Then we kind of like settle. Oh, you were really like dropping in right before. Yeah. 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 And then the 30th we, we start. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm there until like we wrap on the 9th and I think I'm staying that night and then coming home the 10th. Yeah. 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 In and out. (laughs) I'm, I'm there on the 27th. Oh, nice. And I'm, so my plan is, yeah. Where are the venues? Right. Just I plan to like. Things. I plan to like. First, I need to find them because yeah. I need to be able to. Then, when I get a schedule, be like, okay, so I'm gonna go here and here and here. Yeah. Um, but also, like, where's the you know where they get the posters up and all yeah. that stuff. Um, and I haven't been in Halifax in like over twenty years, so yeah. my memory of the place is. Um, very sparse. Yeah, I so, feel yeah. you. Yeah. I've never spent much time there. I've been in there like a few days, yeah. cumulatively. <laughs> and like, I have no idea really what I'm walking into. Yeah. Um, I just got my billet information, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, good. I just got my tech information, which is great. I don't so, have my tech information yet. I, I just got my tech rehearsal time. Um, so we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, hopefully it's coming for me. Oh, yeah. Just, Yay. Just it. Yay. Found it. Yay. It, just, it actually literally just came That's in. That's so funny. So, hooray. Yay, we did the thing. Yay, I can do but, the thing. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's that thing of like, where am I going to put stuff and yeah. where is it actually going to serve me? And mm-hmm. like, we spend money on this stuff. Like, yeah. I pay for those postcards. I pay for those posters, yes. you know? I pay for those ads online. Like, it, it all adds up pretty fast. Yeah. Plus expenses to be there and I'm yeah. paying somebody a per diem to come and like, be yeah. by my side and yeah. it, it pretty quickly becomes quite a sum yeah. and I don't know that there's a huge appreciation of those facts when that's being considered by like our audience members no. and, and not for any reason other than why would you know that no of you course. know like you're, you're not doing these things they don't they won't they don't know because they're they have never been on this side of it yeah yeah um have you ever done any fringes other than so you any other than, than these East Coast ones? No, 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 I haven't. I'm very excited for next year. I really, my my company has its feet under itself now, and so I'm very excited to apply to a lot more of them next year. Are there any that are, uh, that are high on your list to do? I really want to do Winnipeg. I've heard so many great things. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do Vancouver, which is obviously where I'm living, yep. um, but it's pretty pricey, um, and it's it's another hometown crowd at this right. point, so it's like yeah. a little scary. Yeah. Um, Edmonton, I would love to do. Mm-hmm. Love, love, love. Uh, Toronto, Montreal. Mm. I- I'd love to go to the prairies and do some stuff there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I-, I just want to do it all. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I'm. So I've done Montreal, Toronto, mm-hmm. Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Edmonton still scares me. Like I've you done it, and that, it yeah. still scares me. And it is really just because of, like, I feel like Winnipeg is, you know, almost as big. Yeah. But there's something about Edmonton and how compressed 
like so there's this defined area for both uh-huh. but like on a Friday night in Edmonton that area is packed with people mm. in a way that nothing else is mm. and so mm. on the upside all the people are there for fringe so fly her away on the right. downside like that's a lot of energy to be putting out for people yeah and it's the biggest in North America, so, you know, there's a lot of pressure there. I got so scared and so excited when you said all those things. It's like there's a little war within me, like, yeah. ah! Yes, that is exactly what I found Edmonton to be. And yeah. yet, it, like, you can do so well there. Mm, yeah, no, I, I would die to go there. Um, I have another show that I've written, um, first draft of, which I submitted to Fundy this year. and yeah. didn't get in, which is okay, because mm. I have much more time yes. to develop it. Whew. Yeah. Um, right? A fully fledged idea. What? Um, so I'm, I'm hoping to submit with that one yeah. next year, I think. I, it's always it's always hard with, with fringe applications because there's mm. the people who obvi- like like who applied the way that you did the first time. Which is <laughs> yeah. like, here's a title and I'll figure it out later if <laughs> yeah. I get in. Right? And then there's when you have the show mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, so now I'm going to apply. Yeah. And then some of the stakes are a little different. Yeah, they're totally different. Because before it was like, eh, if I get in, I'll come up with something. Yeah. But if I don't, whatever. I don't spend $750 or whatever. Right. And then if you have a show, now it's like, I really want to perform this show. Right. It's such a different thing. Because yeah. I, I submitted with one of each this year. Mm-hmm. So like the one that I had a title for and a premise for. And the one that I perform now. Yes. And... Like, I had both experiences simultaneously. <laughs> I'm like, I really want to perform this. Ah, yeah, like, yeah, I want to yeah. do this again. And then the other experience of like, well, that's fine. If I don't get it, then I'll just, you know, I'll do that another time. And then I watched, I literally watched the broadcast of the lottery yeah. for the one that I hadn't fully realized mm-hmm. yet. And I didn't get in. I was fuming oh, oh my no. well the gods were not on my side and no. i was not a fan of that mm. um but yeah and there's also like it was my hometown fringe yes. again so yeah. I, I really wanted to do it and like coming off the heels of such a great year last sure, year yeah but that's the way the cookie crumbles i mean that's the that's the 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 problem with the lottery system yeah i mean it's democratic and anybody like mm-hmm. anybody can get in what are your thoughts on the lottery system? Oh, I have many thoughts on the lottery system. See how I flipped it and now I'm the interviewer? I did. That's I great. see that. Yeah. Very, very, very well done. <laughs> Thank you. Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like... One of the things that I, I appreciate about Fringe over some other festivals is that the lottery system keeps it random. Mm-hmm. You are never getting what somebody thinks is good theater or important theater. Right. Which I've seen in some other festivals where I'm like, okay, so now we're just doing important theater and there's no subtlety and no room for for fun or anything. Yeah, there's no air. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so with Fringe, because of the lottery, it gets random. Mm -hmm. And it's really random sometimes. Frustrating if you don't get in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I, I think to myself, like maybe if it was like two categories, got it, got a show with a script. Mm hmm. Don't have a show with the script, mm. you know. But again, that yeah. separates the, the the democratic nature. Yeah, I, I share your thoughts here. Like, there's there's huge advantages to it, and yeah. there's like there's some pitfalls. Yeah, you know, and it's it's disappointing because I'd like to see the best of both worlds. Sure, I, I don't assume to have any ideas how to make that happen, but I, I think there should be some sort of. I don't want to, I absolutely don't want to say merit-based system, mm. but like 
some sort of something, you know? In, in, in some cities, not Toronto, but there's the BYOV system. I like that a lot, yeah. In, for example, in, in Edmonton, there's uh, the La Cité Francophone, which is the, the French school that's mm. been a BYOV venue. And it's a curated venue. Mm-hmm. And so people apply. Right. And you get to go in. Maybe um, that would be a way of doing it, is having sure. like a curated venue sure. at some of these festivals. And that's, that's and a cool. lot of a lot of a lot of uh, fringes do have that. Mm. Um, uh, Toronto doesn't, but a lot do. Um, and they, you know, it's a great way to to be able to you know, costs more. Of course, yeah. Because you have to pay the venue, mm-hmm. and you have to pay your fringe fee. Mm. Yeah. Um, so you better make sure that you can get get people in. But in a yeah. city like Edmonton, mm. there are people who go to the BYOV first hmm. because I mean they've been at this for like 30 years so they're yeah. like these are shows that were chosen yeah. they're curated so they have some merit yeah. and maybe I'll go and see the rant, the, the lottery shows yeah. someone's on. stamping those yes yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot of that, which is kind of interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, I like the idea oh, yeah. of the BYOV as mm. a as an option for people who don't get in the lottery. Yeah. Um, for the ones that don't have anything that's quite like that, I, mm. I get kind of frustrated because then I feel like they're gatekeeping. Yeah, and it's it's curious too. Like I wonder from an audience perspective, simply because I'm not on that not really on that side of the fence where like of course we're actors so we go to these things you know so we have opinions in that regard but like for the non-artist audience member I'm curious about whether or not that keeps people away or draws people to Mm. you know the idea that these are these are just fringe shows and and not necessarily curated or not necessarily chosen or or what have you and if that would change with it, it kind of depends on the fringe. I yeah. Because, um, you know, I think the majority of fringes are kind of like St. John, where if you say, um, I'm doing a show in the fringe, the first thing that most people ask is, what is the fringe? <laughs> it's a very true thing. You know, yeah. whereas in a Winnipeg or Edmonton, if you say, I'm doing a show in the fringe, they're like, oh, what's your show? Or what venue? Or, yeah. you know, yeah. so they know it, yeah. um, which is a real luxury. It is, but St. John's building, you know, and oh, that's absolutely. that's what's yeah. so exciting is is more and more people are going, oh, I, I've heard of that. Yes. And hopefully yeah. more and more people will go, oh, I've gone to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's such an important forum for us as artists to have. Oh, it's pinning that poster. That's so sweet. Um, <laughs> I was going to go do that after. Great. St. Um, John's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's such an important forum for artists to have these low barrier... Oh, sure. Opportunities to go and perform and create things without having those limitations imposed on them. Yeah. So um, I'm on both sides. Yeah, I, I know. I see both sides. It's a tough one. It's, it's, it's a, tough a toughie. One. Yeah. It's a toughie. This requires more thought. Yeah. Right. Um, so is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to uh, taking the show to Halifax? Yes. Um, so it's really going to be my first time forming in a city uh-huh. um, with a solo show. Yeah where I know nobody. Right. Um, So I feel like I'm going to get a very honest reflection on on what the piece is. Um, So I'm very happy it's grown from what it was last year. (laughs) It was was fun last year. I really loved it. I enjoyed it then, but I'm happy it's it's evolved into Mm. something more. Yeah. Um, So I'm excited about that. I'm really excited to explore a city that's kind of between St. John and 
and where am I going? And Vancouver. Yeah. Um, in terms of like the art scene. So yeah. like St. John has a pretty small concentrated art scene. Mm -hmm. Vancouver has a much more expanded art scene. Yeah. Um, even if our indie theater is still kind of a small er scene. Mm -hmm. um, and Halifax is kind of like that middle ground. Yeah. So there's like some professional stuff and some indie stuff and like kind of everything in between. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious to see a new environment mm -hmm. and to really see what Halifax has to offer. Yeah. Um, you know, especially as a girl whose parents have been screaming at her to move home to Halifax for a while. <laughs> um, Vancouver, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, there's, there's so much that I'm eager to see there and just mm. like a new audience, yeah. you know, a, a fresh set of eyes. I, I feel is always a good thing, Yes. you yeah. know, and especially with a solo show and you can certainly speak yeah. to this too, is like the show does evolve around the audience. Yeah. I, I think there's this like kind of gross taste in our mouth about like a solo show oh it must be all about that artist up on the stage and yeah. all about them and then nah, nah, nah. and it's really not yeah. it's really not it's really all about the audience that goes to see them yeah and informs the piece yeah you know it's it's so much more collaborative with the audience because the nature is there's only one person there yeah and you can't do a show as one person i it's, don't think i always and you know it's it the the audience is your scene partner and they're yeah. all you've got and yeah. so you have to bounce off them and i you know, I know the beats. Yeah. But I don't know how it's being delivered tonight. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of always exciting to see where it goes. It's really exciting yeah. to see where it goes. Because it, it's, it's, it's not something you and I narrate at no. all. It's, it's something that is very much given to us yeah. by the people in the room and the energy in that room. And having to adjust, like... If the crowd doesn't really feel like it's this crowd and last night's crowd definitely went this way, but yeah. oh, we're not on that road tonight. No. <laughs> and you can't, I mean, that's the thing is like the audience, because it's a different audience every night, mm -hmm. like what the audience last night liked, yeah. you can't give them the same. No, it, it'll be crickets. It. Yeah. I have, I have a part in my show where um, I talk to my phone mm -hmm. as the millennial I am. Yeah. Um, and I recorded it twice last year. I mm -hmm. thought I had more, but I only recorded it twice. And it's the same section of the show, and it's completely different. It's literally just me sitting there listening to something in front of the audience, and the audience's reactions are so starkly opposite. Mm. There's, it, it could be a laugh track in one of them. Yeah. Like it's, they're just losing their minds, and yay! Yeah. <laughs> um, and then in the other one, it's dead silent. But I got better reviews from that show, oh. right? So it's Weird. like... It's you, you can't gauge what they're thinking. You have to orchestrate the show around what you're getting from them. Yeah. And then you never know until afterwards what what they've carried away from it. Yeah. I know? mean, I've, I've done performances where nobody laughed. Yeah. And you think, oh, they fucking hated it. Yeah. And then they just can't stop raving about it. And you're like, I know. Where were you? <laughs> I was in that room. I needed you. What are you doing? Please yes. come to our shows and laugh at us. Yes, we please. love it <laughs> so please. much. Yeah. No, it's 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 such a different beast. It's mm. like, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. I'll walk out into the hall and I'll be like, oh my God, I'm sure it's empty. Nobody yeah, wants nobody to talk did, to me because yeah, they all yeah. thought it was terrible. Yeah. And everyone just like flies at you. Oh my gosh, it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. It's like, were you I'm in so the same room? Right I'm so confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of stand there and you're like, thanks. Thank you. I mm, could have used you in there. Yeah. I didn't know. But that's the thing. It's like, 
you you don't you don't know you can feel if you really got them yep. you can't always tell if you don't so I was doing a show years ago um, when I was doing the, the tour to, to multiple friends we were in Montreal mm. and the audience was so quiet and we were doing like the play that we did is like a play in the style of a silent film so we're not talking so <laughs> it's like we have a live piano player and so yeah. we need their laughter yeah that's a lot of solitude and, <laughs> they, were, of and they were so quiet and we were like we're dying here. Mm-hmm. We're dying. Yeah. What we couldn't see because of lights and stuff is mm-hmm. that everybody was just sitting there smiling. Yeah. Yeah. And they weren't laughing. No. Nope. But they were smiling. And yeah. they loved it. And yeah. it's like, you can't know that. We had the same thing just happened. I put up um, a collection of short plays out west just yeah. before I came back. And uh, it's six shorts that we did each night. And our opening night, oh my God. I was the producer. I went up and I gave the little like opening the house yep. speech. They didn't laugh at me. I am funny. They did not laugh at me. They didn't. I could see them. I didn't feel like they were smiling. Some of them were, but I felt politely. And then we did the first three and we had our intermission and like no one cracked up. No one giggled. Nothing. And then we did our second act and there's a few couple of really funny pieces and people like started to soften and yeah. whatever. And the last piece just brought the place down. But, like, people came up to us afterwards to talk to us. And it was a cast of, like, 16, 17 and two directors. And we were all just surrounded by people who were raving about the first half of the show. And it's like, you guys, like, we can't, you know, like, you can feel feel when it's a really terrible silence. I think you can feel that. Yeah. But when it's that in-between place, like, it's like... do they like us? And then you have to let it go. Yeah. you got to let it go and yeah. do it anyway. And you, you've just got to not care and trust your work and yeah. all the other terrible things that acting coaches say to us that we yeah. never quite believe. And then and then all of a sudden it happens and the laugh doesn't come and you can't be like, and punchline! Yeah, you can't. You can't. But yeah. but you hit it in a different way and yeah. it, it hits or it doesn't. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mario, thank you so much for for talking with me. Thank you so much for this. I had a lovely time. This has been a Homebody Productions production.